Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now another club update, this time Lester with Jim Knight, who you can find on Twitter at Jim Knight 88 No tremendous big news today, but obviously a very busy offseason. You lose the likes of Conte, you bring in Mendy, you bring in Ahmed Musa, who I do rate quite highly. Why don't you just talk us through what the summer's been like as a Leicester fan, as you are currently reigning champions. Yeah, it's still crazy to to think about that term being used for us, actually. It kind of became slightly more real when we played Manchester United in the um, Community Shield on Sunday, lost 2-1, but... I don't think in disgrace. I think there was plenty of opportunity for us to win that game. So some encouraging signs. Um, the summer started pretty disappointingly when we lost N'Golo Kante to Chelsea relatively early on. Um, obviously, before that, we actually had a, a bid ongoing for Jamie Vardy from Arsenal, um, who met his supposed release clause and he was offered a big contract down there and eventually turned it down and decided to stay at Leicester. So I think he has won over some fans who thought that all footballers were just um, out for the money. Obviously, he's he's on a much improved contract at Leicester City now. So the difference in... And it's nice to see players um, opt to stay where they will be first choice instead of potentially earning another twenty or £30,000 a week um, and not being first choice, um, especially at a club um, like Arsenal. It might be different had we not got Champions League, but you never know. We were pretty disappointed to lose Kante for... for um, to Chelsea mostly because they haven't got Champions League football or all this season but I guess he sees it as a, a better project in the medium term than than Leicester who are probably going to be one hit wonders in the Champions League this year uh, would have liked to have seen him offer us one more year and keep the team together and then go um, his own way and earn the money because he's only in his you know early to mid 20s he's, he's very very promising as a player and I can totally appreciate why he cashed in but I think that um, plenty of people would have would have wanted him to to stay a bit longer, but that's football for you. These things happen. Um, that we've been pretty impressed with some of the signings that we brought in. Very excited about Ahmed Musa and the prospect of him forming a partnership with Jamie Vardy. Last season, that I didn't think that the striking options that we had were quite up to scratch. Um, bizarrely, as we were winning the league, but actually to compete on on two or three or four fronts, if we want to go for the domestic cups as well, you have to have a deeper squad. Um, let alone a better calibre of striker in the Champions League. So having Ahmed Moussa, who's got experience at CSK Moscow, um, has played against big teams like Manchester United in the last few years and has got experience on that European stage in a very, very kind of tough, harsh footballing environment as well, I think will we'll stand us in good stead. Um, pretty excited about some of the other players that have come in, the likes of um, Nuno Hernandez, um, who's come in to, to, to offer some centre-back cover. I think we may well see him start on Saturday because of um, Robert Hu's suspension from the end of the season. There's also um, 
a few other players like uh, Mendy, who could be a potential replacement for N'Golo Kante, but I think he looks um, less like a holding midfield player and more just kind of a, like a general ball-playing midfielder. So he could well form a, a partnership with someone like um, Danny Drinkwater, again, in the centre of the park this year. And we've got a, a Polish guy as well that's come in called Kaput, who um, played for the under-21s last night, got a few minutes against Barcelona in the International Champions Cup and looks pretty promising as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's been a busy summer of mostly ins, not many outs. But um, we all knew, always knew that was going to be the case, really, um, because of the extra Champions League um, impetus and the need to uh, to kind of make sure the squad was significantly deep enough to deal with that. Yeah, speaking of additions, you made a very big one last year in Gokhan Inler, who we thought was the heir apparent to Esteban Cambiaso, all of which are crazy things to say about Leicester, as you mentioned at the time, the, the fact that those guys were there. Um now, already mentioning Drinkwater, now you have Mendy there as well. You are obviously in the Champions League. Do you think that the experience Inler has will play a role in him getting more minutes this season? I think he's got an uphill battle ahead of him. Um, I, I actually would be surprised if he stays at the club beyond um, this season and, and may even leave before that. I just think he's... The problem is that he came in and he, he had fitness issues because he didn't have a full pre-season at which point we'd already discovered quite what a gem we'd got in N'Golo Kante and he'd formed that partnership with with Danny Drinkwater in the central midfield. And the two basically never got injured for the entire season. And when you're top of the league and winning games, it's very, very difficult for a player, even one of Gokhan Inla's stature, to force his way into the team. Um, granted, with the extra games this year, we might see a bit more of him, but I still think he's potentially fourth in the central midfield um, because of the fact that, you know, fan of um, Mendy before um, we signed him for Leicester so it's obviously been a long-term target for him um, we've also got the likes of Matty James coming back he played a big part in the, the championship promotion season he may well go out on loan this year because he spent all of last year injured um, but he, again he's a very pro- well was a very promising midfielder it remains to be seen if he's quite as good as he was when he was part of that ever-present team the, the championship um, and and to some degree kept us in the uh, in the Premier League as well so it's going to be interesting to see where Gokhan Inla fits in the pecking order. He, he did again play for the 21 team last night, which would suggest that, you know, Ranieri's plans aren't necessarily for him to be in the first team. So it may well be a case for him of, of finding another club before the end of the summer transfer window. Fair enough. Well, you will need to be doing some rotation with the Champions League coming. Do you think you'll do something more like what Arsenal do? where they basically keep five or six of their best players in and then you just kind of switch the rest? Or do you think you'll try to have more of two full 11s or do you have the squad depth to, to even do that? I don't think we have the squad 11, the squad depth Sorry, to go two full 11s for um, the Champions League and the, and the Premier League. I think the majority of the Premier League and Champions League games will be um, played with, with quite a, a similar team. And then it may just be a case of rotating based on fatigue and injuries. Um, I think certainly when it comes to domestic cups, we'll take a similar approach to that which we did last year. Um, seeing a lot of these players and um, and kind of first team players who are not getting regular runouts, so kind of first team squad players, if you like, uh, like Inla um, coming into the fray. Um, it's difficult to know really because we haven't seen uh, Leicester in the Champions League before, and you know with it being such a one season wonder, I don't think there's as much. Um, emphasis on rotating to get the best out of the um, Premier League. So I think Claudio Ranieri may well see the the Champions League as a bit of an adventure. I think he will probably say, look, our team are supremely fit. And last year we proved 
you know, we're very res- resilient against injuries. There's some that you can't help, but the sports science department we've got behind us, I think he'll test that to its limits and try and put as good a team out the Premier League and the Champions League competitions. And then we'll take it from there in terms of domestic cups and see how far we can go. But no one's got any ambitions. Well, we've got ambitions, of course, but no expectations of qualification for the Champions League next term. So to target this year and he was asked that and he said 40 points again. Um, so, you know, survival, um, maintaining the Premier League status. So unlike a lot of teams who feel that they hate almost to be in the Champions League because they've spent so much money, that kind of um, ilk, that that top four, top six now, I suppose, if you include Liverpool and Spurs as well, um, we haven't got that kind of expectation. I don't think the fan base either. So it's going to be a bit of an adventure in the Champions League. We'll see who we get in the draw uh, on the 25th of August and take it from there. But yeah, I certainly don't think there'll be too much to um, to kind of playing Wednesday, Sunday or, or, or Tuesday, Saturday. Yeah, you mentioned there's some of your targets, which uh, 40 points does seem uh, a touch low. Um, but many people are already crowning other teams champions. I myself mentioned Man United in our last full show. Uh, is there any sense of disrespect around the club that nobody's really considering you this season? Um, it's yeah, I don't, I don't think it's so much disrespect. I think a lot of people have uh, are still kind of riding high on the achievements of last year and the impossible dream. I just think a lot of people believe and have seen um, what's happened in terms of um, the the impossible dream. You know, with such huge um, kind of a surprise last year. Is the only way to describe it a fairy tale, really. Um, there aren't, you know, enough words to tell people that it couldn't happen again because people will immediately come back at you with, "Well, we did it last year. Why can't we do it again this year?" Um, I, I'm not quite of that opinion. I can totally see why people are, are invested in us potentially doing it again, and obviously that would be completely ridiculous given the amount of spending and uh, managerial changes and the kind of blockbuster lineup that we've got in the Premier League this year. Um, but I think a lot of people are very realistic about what Leicester can achieve this year. I have already gone on record this year of saying that kind of a top half finish um, would be acceptable, kind of maintaining that Premier League status, but without necessarily having problems with uh, relegation. It would be nice to not be looking over our shoulders. Um, And if we do have an exceptionally good season and the players that we bring in are able to kind of plug those gaps and if we're able to hold on to the likes of Mares and Vardy, um, throughout the the year, then um, who knows? We could kind of sneak another European place, but I don't think there's certainly any element of um, expectation within the fan base. Fair enough. Also, I don't know why I didn't mention this earlier, so this is going to be seemingly be an out of order question. Ahmed Musa, who we both mentioned at the top of the show, um, obviously from Sesko Moskva, played very well for them. Uh, some people were doubting he'd be able to make the transition because Seydou Dumbia flopped so fantastically at Roma and then maybe at Newcastle. We don't know because he never really played. Um, where do you think he'll fit in to your squad? Do you think he'll play as a two up front with Vardy? Do you think he could just play out on the left? Where, where do, are you thinking that Ranieri's hoping to play him? It's really difficult because um, I think that the whole formation setup it has been altered by Kante's departure. Actually, had a free player in central midfield in the in the, you know in the shape of Danny Drinkwater or Andy King, um, because of how effective um, Angolo Kante was at breaking up attacks. You could trust him to sit in front of the the back four and screen um, for for potential dangers and and win the ball back with such a kind of regularity. It was like a, a pendulum almost, you know. 
Um, the, one team would get the ball, the opposition would break forward, and then Kante would have the ball back and Leicester would be on the break. Um, and because of his not really got anyone that can sit that deep at the moment. I know Mendy might come in to do that, but at the moment we haven't kind of seen enough of him to 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 understand quite how Ranieri sees that um, that formation working. I think that there's certainly a selection headache for Ranieri ahead of the game because the, the game gets hulled to, to to kick the campaign off certainly um, because of the fact that Musa has been so impressive in the preseason. Obviously, you can't read too much into preseason. He is lightning fast. I think he's probably the only player in our team faster than Jamie Vardy. And raw pace worries defenders. Backs and fullbacks are going to be scared of him. Um, so I, I personally am hoping for um, Mares and either one of Albrighton or Gray on the other wing, um, and then Musa and Vardy through the middle. But I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, Ranieri may turn it into a four-three-three. Um, with Mares and um, Musa in the wide attacking roles, mm. um, which obviously means someone like Albrighton would have to to make way in midfield, um, and then Mares and Musa would be expected to kind of track back a little bit and turn it into a four-five-one if you're under pressure. He is a kind of lone front line through the middle, um, and then obviously break forward into that four-three-three formation. The, the advantage of that being, of course, that it gives you an extra body in central midfield. Um, so if we are worried about being defensively exposed, and let's be honest, Jesse Ling in the in the Community Shield on Sunday, where he just walked through three kind of lunging challenges, you can put that down to being uh, not quite match fit, fit, not sharp. But as far as I'm concerned, if Angelo Kante was was still with us, I know you can't you can't change things like that. But if he was still with us, Lingard would have lost the ball before he realised that he had it there might be a need to pack the midfield with an extra body uh, in central midfield and then try and exploit our pace on the counter-attack with three-pronged trident of, of Musa, Vardy and, and Mahrez. All right, and with all of that into account, you do open the season up against Hull. Uh, what do you think will happen in that match? I was, I was listening to a, a radio broadcast today where they were discussing the possibility of Hull not reaching Derby County's record of 11 points in the Premier League already this year. Um, obviously, the future does look bleak for them. A lack of um, manager for a start, um, a lack of any transfer spending on the in the foreseeable future because the owners won't sanction it while they're trying to sell the club and the general kind of toxic um, atmosphere around the fan base and the, the the first team squad being pretty much decimated by injury and sales. Um, if you win, you're expected to win, and no one really bats an eyelid. But if you don't come out of there with three points, then Everyone, you know, is suddenly very down on you. So I think we just need to go there. We need to be professional. And it's one of the first, you know, and probably only times um, in, in the last 12 months, certainly, that we've been expected to win. Um, I think we probably will win. I think we have too much for Hull, given that they are kind of very much down to the bare bones. But I wouldn't expect it to be a, a massively dominant performance, given that it has been a little bit rusty uh, in terms of our performances so far this year. We've so, shown glimpses of what we could do. And obviously, if it does all click together, then something like the Sunderland result at the start of last year, uh, where we kind of comprehensively beat them at home, could happen again. But I'd kind of settle for a, a narrow victory to kind of get the campaign up and running, maybe 2-0, something like that. All right, any final thoughts? Uh, no, just that, you know, I hope that we, we get some uh, intriguing ties in the Champions League and we're able to to um, to enjoy those to the fullest of our, our ability and that we give a good account of ourselves because I think a lot of people when it comes to the Champions League are, are writing Leicester off already. Um, obviously, it helps that we're a top seed in the sense that we're we're going to avoid the quote-unquote big league winners and the um, uh, as well in Real Madrid. So, 
we'll have to we'll have to see how we get on but hopefully um, we're able to to shock a few more people on the continent as we did uh, domestically last year all right well uh, thanks so much for joining us Do you have anything you'd like to plug uh, yeah, thanks for, for having me on again. Um, hopefully come on plenty of times uh, throughout the season. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GymNight88 and um, been doing the last few weeks has been going towards a, um, a pre-season uh, preview document produced by, um, by Soccerway.com, which is one of the websites that the company that I uh, work for own and run. So if you're interested in, in betting or just want to do some more pre-season reading, um, obviously, with just a few more days to go towards the campaign now, that's uh, now available at soccerway.com. So if you want to head over there and um, and see what we're all about and um, kind of read our, our, our opinion on how the season might pan out, then hopefully um, we might be able to point you in the direction of a, a good wage or two or p- potentially just something you didn't know about the upcoming season. All right. Well, it was very nice uh, speaking with you. I'm sure we'll do so again soon. Best of luck this week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.